Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 191 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you very much for joining back with us as we continue our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials, covered in July the 5th to July the 11th, Doctrine and Covenants Section 76. And today we're going to dive into the actual section. We're going to go as, as quickly and as, efficient, as efficiently as we can. Uh, and so today we're going to look at the section really that covers um, the, the title or the topic that um, is found near the start really, but throughout the whole section, that salvation comes through Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Uh, I loved the, um, the introduction by the Come Follow Me materials on this, on this question or this point. It says, quote, when Wilford Woodruff received the section described in section 76, the vision described in section 76, he said, I felt to love the Lord more than ever before in my life. Maybe you have had similar feelings as you read this revelation, close quote. Throughout this whole section, we are reminded time and time again about how Jesus Christ is the way, the reason that this is able to happen. Um, and it says in verse one, for the Lord is God, and beside him there is no saviour. Um, the the saviour is our mankind. Marquis Peterson says this, quote, We Latter-day Saints have a message for the world. It is divine and declares to all mankind that God has spoken again from the heavens in these modern times. The crux of our message is that Jesus of Nazareth is Christ the Lord, the Redeemer of all mankind, the saviour of the Christians and the Messiah of the Jews. We affirm most solemnly that, that this same Jesus was the literal begotten Son of God, and that without him... There was, there is no savior. Close quote. Every time we teach in the church, every message we offer, every testimony that we give, must be centered on the savior. And even if it's like a talk in a sacrament meeting that is about something else, like service or um, faith, although that would very, be very easy to link back to the savior. I'm trying to right now think of something that's you know a bit more well, temple work perhaps, or genealogy work, or whatever it is. Whatever talk we give in a, in a church setting or about church principles must refer back to and be centred on the Saviour and what he has done for us. Um, and in verse 5, we're reminded, For thus saith the Lord, I, the Lord, am merciful and gracious unto those who fear me and delight to honour those who serve me in righteousness and in truth unto the end. Our, our Saviour loves us um, and we are able to receive mercy. Um, Gordon B. Hinckley says this, quote, I am confident that a time will come for each of us when, whether because of sickness or infirmity, of poverty or distress, of, opp or of oppressive measures against us by man or nature, we shall wish for mercy. And if through our lives we have granted mercy to others, we shall obtain it for ourselves, close quote. This idea of mercy must be lived by us if we are then to wonder if we can receive mercy from our saviour. Um, but we shall be given the opportunity to receive great blessings from the Saviour. Um, I'm going to skip ahead uh, to um, the, the testimony of Christ given by Joseph Smith Jr. and Sidney Rigdon. After they give the context that they're in the, on the 16th of February, 1832, uh, their eyes being enlightened, it then says how they see Christ. In verse 20, it says, and, beheld, and we beheld the glory of the Son on the right hand of the Father and received of his fullness. Now, notice that they say beheld, not saw, or, you know, it was a very specific word, beheld. And to behold something is more than just seeing it. It is seeing it and understanding and experiencing it. 
Um, and imagine that, that blessing to have been able to do that. Um, in verse 22, it says, and now after the many testimonies that have been given of him, this is the testimony last of all, which we give of him that he lives. For we saw him even on the right hand of God and we heard the voice bearing record that he is the only begotten of the Father, that by him and through him and of him the worlds are and were created, and the inhabitants thereof are begotten sons of daughters unto God. Um, this is beautiful, and this is obviously an important message that we have to the world, that the Saviour lives, that he is the begotten Son of God, that he did create worlds without number, and that the inhabitants thereof are sons and daughters of God. And he has performed the miraculous, merciful atonements that we can be able to receive grace and mercy in our lives. Um, I was talking about this with, with our, well, we were talking about this with our children yesterday. Uh, and just this idea that the mercy of Christ makes it so that even the vilest of sinners on this earth will receive after a time of, of, of disconnection and, and punishments, all their sins if they are unrepented of um they will receive ultimately a crown of glory now that crown of glory will not be the same level or the same brightness or the same um glory of glory basically of others but because of jesus christ because he has paid that price for all mankind um he has made it possible for all mankind to be resurrected and receive salvation <laughs> and it's just a wonderful thing um this testimony, last of all, now let me just point that out as well, that this phrase, last of all, doesn't mean the last testimony, clearly not, because there were many testimonies that were given after this um, by Joseph Smith and Signoretan and so on. Um, but what it means is this is a big testimony. This is the ultimate testimony. They saw Christ on the right hand of God. They experienced that and beheld that in vision. Um, uh, and it was just a powerful witness uh, we have witnesses like this, such as Stephen in the New Testament and such as Paul in the in the New Testament as well. Um, but seeing Christ and, and be able to experience that was was a huge experience for these brethren. Henry D. Moyle said this, quote, some may ask the question as to how we convert others to the truth. The answer is we do not. Conversion comes from above. Our part in this work is to plant the seeds of truth. These seeds are born of our conviction when we testify of the divine mission of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, who offered himself as a sacrifice for the sins of the world. We rely upon the power, gift and power of the Holy Ghost to carry our message into the hearts of the listeners and witness unto them the truthfulness of our stated conviction. Close quote. We have the opportunity to testify of our, of our understanding, of our knowledge of the truth, of our recognition that the saviour is who he is he is the saviour of all and that he created worlds out number as well speaking of his role as creator president russell m nelson said this quote this earth is but one of many creations over which god presides worlds without number have i created he said and i also created them for mine own purpose and by the sun son i created them which is mine only begotten grand as it is planet earth is part of something even grander that great plan of god Simply summarised, the earth was created that families might be. Scripture explains that husband and wife shall be one in flesh, and shall be one flesh, and all this that the earth might answer the end of its creation. Close quote. Now, if we consider this a bit further, we get into some so some kind of deep uh, doctrine here and understandings. 
the fact that it says the worlds are and were created and the inhabitants thereof are begotten sons and daughters unto God suggests to us that the other worlds that have been created by the Saviour, that there are other inhabitants out there and those inhabitants are sons and daughters of God as well. Um, now, I, I'm not going to speculate much further than that, than what the verse says. I'm sure we could. Uh, there's, there is a great book by um, Tadar Callister called The the Infinite Atonement. It took me months to get through that book, not because it's particularly long, although it is quite lengthy uh, when you sit and read it, uh, but actually just how deep it is and how much it gets you to ponder and think about the atonements. And he suggests with scripture uh, that, you know, the atonement that was wrought on this earth has an effect for other inhabitants in other worlds as well. Um, and just the fact that we know of the saviour and that sacrifice is such a huge blessing for us. Um, again, I'm not going to get too deep into that because, well, frankly, we don't have time <laughs> to, to get through this whole section with just what we have in the in the section itself will be a, a, mount, a mountain of a task. Um, but just to put into our minds just how important the Saviour is, how pivotal his role was in performing that atonement and that mercy that he has. And that mercy will play a key role throughout this section, I think is an, an important um, point to make before we dive into the following verses. Tomorrow we will look at the other end of the spectrum of salvation and grace and mercy. And we'll be looking at the individual that wanted uh, to, to thwart and to take for himself the plan of God. Um, he didn't put a second plan forward. Um, he rebelled against the plan of God. Uh, and we'll talk about Satan and his role and those that follow him into outer darkness. Thank you very much uh, for listening today. Uh, please do continue to follow the podcast and, and you can join the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. We're great to hear your study on there. And you can email ldsstudysession at gmail.com as well. Thank you for your time. And until we meet again. <laughs>